Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all the ships at sea, welcome back to a fine and dandy episode of the Blind Leading the Blind podcast. My name is Chris. He went all the way there to fine and dandy, didn't he there? Yeah. <laughs> all the way to Minnesota and back, you know. <laughs> In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. And you say that there is no such thing as being transported and brought back in one one instant. I've never said that. I, well, I know you haven't. I suppose there, uh, there might be a listener out there. Oh, I'm Mike. Oh, yeah, I'm Chris. Yeah. <laughs> well, we just bombed that whole intro. That's all good. I think you said your name. I just sort of forgot mine for a minute. No, I did I? I don't know if I did. I'm pretty sure. Well, anyway. Okay, right in. Tell us if Chris said his name twice or if it's, you know. Yeah, well, what? Okay. Nobody cares. <laughs> they fast forward through this party anyway. I know. Here we are. Basement of B Ministries. The spacious confines of Studio B in all its wonderful gray. Back again, baby. Yeah. I wonder if this would be. No, there's a there's an acoustic ceiling. I was thinking about considering this as a fallout type shelter, or a panic room. Uh, well, I mean, above the acoustic ceiling is about three or four feet of concrete, there, so I think yeah. it qualifies. Okay, I was just okay, just wondering where to go when the, you know, <laughs> world comes to an end. I'll be down here, <laughs> hunkered down in Studio B. Yeah, welcome back, folks. Lovely, stormy Monday outside. It is. It's lovely. It really is. Feels I great. I didn't have to water my tomatoes. The air is cooled down. It's a little less humid. It just feels spectacular out there. Pretty rainy today. So, yeah. Pretty rainy indeed. Yep. Yep. Um, if you would care to talk with about the weather with us. Talk about the weather. Talk about. Sorry. I, I Pop music. What, what is that song? What? A line from a song just popped in my head. Oh, I know. As it's long it as old women sit and talk about the weather. Long as old women sit and talk about old men. Randy Travis. Oh, yeah. I'm going to love, love you forever. forever. Yeah, yep. that's it. Anyway, you're sorry. welcome. <laughs> Woo! Welcome to ADHD Theater. <laughs> welcome to ADD.com, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Any case, anyhow, if you, you want to get a hold of us and tell us just what you think of us. You could do first off on Facebook. If you have Facebook, if you are entertained by such things. If you don't have Facebook, get a Facebook so you can communicate with us on Facebook. That would be the sole reason to do it, I believe. Okay, but if they don't have Facebook, how do they know that we're, never mind. Um, so anyway, <laughs> if you don't have electricity, get some. <laughs> TVA is gonna be coming to your home in the next few weeks. TVA? Uh, Tennessee Valley Authority. Oh, did they have, who had the chief? What? Who had the the, the, the Indian chief with the headdress with the, every night when they cut it off? What 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 was oh, that? Oh, on the TV? Yeah, who had I that? I don't know. I remember seeing it. Yeah. I'm Even, looking at it right now in my, my mind's eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know. Okay, there you go, folks. You got to find us out. <laughs> Who had the Indian chief on their overnight stuff? Anyway, Facebook, find us. First name, blind, leading, all one word. Last name, the blind, all one word. Indeed. Or? Or, if you're not a Facebooky type person, you are an emailius type person, you can send us an email at blindpod at gmail.com. Oh, that would be lovely. That's B-L-I-N-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. That's us. That'd be where you do it. And we'd be happy to converse with you. Indeed. Well, 
You ready for the first segment? I think we can do this. I'm, I'm about as ready for the first segment as I have ever been. In that case, Mr. Wilson, it's time for the Dead Report. Bring out your dead! Bring out your dead! There you go! And with that being heard... <laughs> now we all feel a little better. I just, yeah. It's not quite the same size as Fun Facts, but it's okay. <laughs> Nobody. What? I just wanted to hear that again. I'm such a Monty Python No fan. dead report? There, there is no dead report this evening. There have been people that died, I'm sure, and people <sighs> passed away. But I spent some time over the last few days actually searching through obituaries and death notices and lists. And while there have been many people that have rung down the choir, rung down the, the curtain invisible, and, or rung down the curtain and joined the choir invisible. <laughs> I had all the words, just not in the right order. <laughs> because I am an ex-parent. Um, <laughs> there's nothing, no one who would have general interest to listenership who has passed away recently, in my estimation. Wow. So if you are aware of a significant an important or a particularly sad death, please, I want to be saddened. Um, let us know, and we'll try to include it. But that's it, man. Nothing. It's a wow. good week for humans. Wow, yeah. Way to go, human people. In that case, that's it. That takes us right on into news. And now it's time for the blind news. News you can't see coming. News you won't know is there because you simply can't see it. How's that? That's pretty good. That'll do. <laughs> That'll do. Kind of have to feel your way through that though, because it's blind news. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Well, news me. Well, okay. I, I, you know, I just have to say in sports news, Cincinnati Reds are they're going exactly where I was afraid they were going to go. Yeah. Uh, once once the weather gets hot. Wheels falling off the all wagon. Those, all those rookies coming through the league for the first time. Now the pitchers are seeing them again. There's tape. There's film. There's there's people talking, <clears throat> and it's just not happening. Yeah. So, yeah, three, four, maybe five in a row. We're just not doing well. So, anyway. Um, Other sports news. Uh, my Braves did lose a game. Oh, no. To the Cubbies. Uh, I was pretty upset about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not sure what quite happened there. I didn't get to watch it. Well, the Cubs scored 36 runs against us in two <laughs> games, so they had practice. They took BP on the Reds pitching. Um, also, other uh, sports news. Uh, there was a there was a pretty nice little brawl that went down at second base. I believe it was. Yes. Uh, what was the guy's name? Anderson. Yeah, Tim Anderson. Yep. And uh, who was the guy that that clubbed him up? Was it an Indians guy? Yeah, it was an Indians guy. Um, oh, goodness gracious. Uh, I've forgotten his name. Yep, uh, I know what uh, it Ramirez is. Ramirez was his last name, and it's not Manny Ramirez. No. Jose Ramirez is his name. Okay. Well, yeah, so anyway, he, uh, <laughs> old, old boy Anderson there, uh, pulled up some Dukes like he was going to do something and uh, threw a couple of nice swings. But uh, unfortunately, people with glass jaws should not throw hands. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, our boy Jose came up out the mix and uh, 
one step dropped him and folded him like laundry. Oh, like it was it, it was quite the punch. And of course, my guy, Tom Hamilton. <laughs> Down goes Anderson. Down goes Anderson. It's great. Like is this dude calling a boxing match? <laughs> Down goes Frazier. Oh, oh he was, it was so much fun. Oh, it, was, it was great. It was great. Oh, but I was like, that guy has called a boxing match before. Yeah. He's a, an interesting guy. He's been around the barn, and I'm glad to see him being successful too. Yep, where he is. Um, I was going to mention, uh, and it's gone. Sorry. Oh. Yep. Something went flittering through my brain from a thought I had the middle of the night last night, and it's gone now. Lost it. So, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much sports news. Uh, the other thing, the uh, uh, B Ministry softball team, the Mighty Manatees. <laughs> We're mighty now. The Mighty Man. We got a win. <laughs> we have one win on the season. We folks. stole one. We stole one, boys and girls. Absolutely stole it. But that's okay. A win is a win. It's how it is in the books. Yep. Um, uh, in the tournament. We have the potential for one, two, three games tomorrow night. Uh, we're in a win and go home situation. Yep. So, if you want to see them, come out and get them. As opposed to a win or go home situation. <laughs> win and go home. Yeah, it's win and go home. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, come on out and cheer on your seat cows. Mm -hmm. Ring your bell. Uh, any other? That's it for sports. That's, well, I've kind of, my my news is a little sportsy. Okay, well, hit Just me so with it. So let me go with this. Um, NFL released a listing <laughs> of teams with the most arrests. <laughs> NFL teams since the year two thousand. <laughs> now I did not look all the way down at the bottom, but this one surprised me. Number fifteen on this list was the Baltimore Ravens. I'm not shocked. Well, I thought they would be higher than that. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, that's, only, that's only true. 21 arrests. Yeah. Um, just above them are the Steelers. 26 <laughs> arrests. Just above them are the Chicago Bears. Yeah. At 32. Yes. Just above them are the Chiefs and the Browns. Oh, yeah. Go NFC. Oh, yeah. Go AFC, oh, baby. Yeah. With 33. Coming in at third place. Oh, gosh. My hometown, <laughs> Bengals, baby. 42 arrests. Stop yeah, it. Yeah. Wow. I think half a dozen of those are Joe Mixon. <laughs> the other one, never mind. Oh, boy. And topping the list, <clears throat> the hard fighting, hard charging, always, we're living it on the edge, the Denver Broncos with 47. <laughs> <laughs> not Stop what, it. no, not what I expected. Oh, not what I expected at all. No. Wow. Isn't that a trip? Wow. And here I thought they legalized drugs in Colorado. <laughs> Who knows? Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. <clears throat> Gee, many Christmas. That's two players a year getting arrested. What are they doing in Denver? How did Peyton Manning survive? That's why he got that's why he got out. He went, mm, I got to go. Uh, I got to get out of here yeah. before I get caught. Yeah, that's, yeah. So that, <laughs> that'll give you something to chew on um, until football season starts in another month. Mm, wow. Um, oh, not necessarily sports news, but I wanted to tell you, and you just reminded me by saying football. Um, football. A, uh, not necessarily a co-worker, um, but a uh, person who does the same thing that we do, just 
has his own company. Mm-hmm. Um, we occasionally work together on mm-hmm. projects. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, he is stepping out of the business. He took a full-time job at the Ohio State University. Oh, really? Doing what? Doing what we do, but at the horseshoe for all the scoreboards and the big media things. Good for him. Yeah. Yep. Good, Good for, for him. him. How old a fella is he? He's probably 40s, 30, <clears throat> late 30s, or early 40s. Set up just perfect. Oh, yeah. Good yeah. for him. Yep. Just so happens to also be a competition marksman. Oh, really? Yep. Small bore, large bore? Clays. Oh, clays. Cool. Yep. Competition about shooter. That? Yep. All righty. Anyhow, random. 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 Regular news? Westboro Baptist Church. Oh, my goodness. These at, people are still there. No one's an, burned them down yet. This is a good one. Has announced that Hawaii will be destroyed on Sunday. Hawaii? Hawaii. What? Why? God's vengeance. For what? Gay stuff. Because... Did I miss something? Their support of LGBTQHMNOPHDTV. Um, yeah. So they've announced that. What about all the rest of the places that have the same support? I, I, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I don't even get me started on those people. Oh. So, so evidently God is going to go Torah, Torah, Torah. Oh, my goodness. So there you go. Westboro Baptist Church. Oh. Not my guys. Not my guys. <laughs> Oh, I can't stand those people. (laughs) Man. All right, some positive, uplifting news. We give God a bad name. (laughs) Yes, they do. (laughs) You give God a bad name. Um, Here we go. Mr. Andrew Shade. Hmm. Does that name sound familiar to you? Not particularly. Quite the nice spelling on the last name, too, by the way. S-H-A-Y-D-E. Shade. Mr. Shade. Okay. Andrew Shady. Okay. Uh, He was uh, featured on as a contestant on the TV show Naked and Afraid. That's why he does not sound familiar to me. (laughs) That's how I live my life. I don't need to see it on the TV. Go ahead. Um, So... This is a really interesting uh, article. Um, the Pearl Islands, Panama. Mm-hmm. Now, if you don't know what Naked and Afraid is, my understanding, I've never watched it, but my understanding is it's one of these uh, survival, survivist type shows. Uh, the only catch is you got to do it naked. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you don't even have clothing for covering. Um, mm-hmm. Minimalist as it gets, as they say. Um so, Pearl Islands, Panama, right? Excuse me. Apparently, this feller woke up and found ticks. T I C K S, ticks, mm-hmm. on his genitals. His special purpose area. Yep, his bathing suit area. There you go. Uh, and he. Uh, <laughs> This is in the headline. And he expressed concern for his quote unquote little castaway. Oh my. 
Don't, did not name it. Did not, don't tell me he named it. That's what he said. Okay. That's what he said. You say Castaway, and I worry about what people name things. No, that is the name. Oh, it's just, he's a little Castaway. Yes. Oh, okay, good, yes. good. Nothing uh, more than that. Thank you. Oh, man. Uh, this is uh, this is interesting. So anyway, yeah, uh, so he, he discovered the parasites uh, on his st- self. Um, this says, uh, <laughs> there are significant disadvantages to sleeping nude in the wild. You think? Uh, naked and afraid participants are living proof that parasites love feeding on human areas. Wow. Um Will these castaways make it off the island alive? Nine former cast members of Discovery Channel's hit reality series Naked and Afraid are stranded on a lonely island in the middle of the ocean in the latest spinoff. Yes, they're stranded with all the camera crews. I was going to say with camera crews and all kinds <laughs> of stuff. Buy that. Oh, boy. Uh, so, anyhow... Um, Blah, 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 blah. Who is Andrew Shade? Does anyone really care? That is the question. He's from Lexington. Ohio or Kentucky? Or Massachusetts? Or Carolina. It just says Lexington. Does not say. Blah, 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 Kentucky. Andrew was born in Louisville, Kentucky. So he fell down the ladder a few rungs. Um, <laughs> relocated to Lexington, went back up the There's ladder. There's a plus. Yep. Okay. Where he attended Tate's Creek High School. <laughs> back down the ladder. Um, oh, really? <laughs> uh, append- attended, this is why news articles, okay, I'm going to read this sentence. Uh, are you going to go off about writing again? I'm going to read this as it's written. Oh, please do. For nearly 12 years, in high school, he attended Tate's Creek High School for nearly 12 years, comma, (laughs) comma's in the wrong spot, folks. (laughs) He attended Tate's Creek High School, should be, period, for nearly 12 years, comma, Andrew was a nationally competitive cheerleader and a school and all-star program, or with a school and all-star program. He is a past national champion and has been placed in the top five in the country nine times. He was named IMTA International Male Dancer of the Year in Los Angeles in 2004. I'm so happy for him. So the news in this article. I'm still trying to find it. Okay. Outside of the fact that this dude woke up and found a bunch of ticks on his stuff. Oh, I have so much. Oh, here we go. On the upcoming episode of Discovery's Naked and Afraid, uh, one ca- uh, this guy wakes up, finds ticks attached to his stuff. Um, according to a video <laughs> acquired by oh, TMZ, no. Oh, no. Uh, he is just waking up when he sees the uninvited visitors setting up camp on his genitals, and he counts them off one by one. Andrew is visibly shaken. He expresses concern for his area, area and is freaking out. Only time will tell how Andrew deals with this struggle. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is what counts as news. 
what passes as news. It's also what counts as entertainment on the television later. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm, yeah, I just, I'm speechless. I really am speechless. I have to be because I, I, it's I guess no. the only thing I have to say about that is you're sleeping on an island, on a tropical island, mm -hmm. in the middle of the ocean, butt mm -hmm. naked. Mm -hmm. What did you think was going to happen? Well, yeah. why is why are you surprised? Is this his first night? I, I don't know, but I'm just like, why? Why is this? What? So many questions, it's, dude. You grew up in Kentucky. You don't know this? Well, he was, yeah, he was a, a dancer, he was a cheerleader. And, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, never mind. Louisville. Yep. That's all yep. you had to say. <laughs> Anyhow, um, so that there you go. That's that. That's what passes for news nowadays, folks. Okay. A feller, male cheerleader on a survival show on an island, naked, wakes up with ticks on him. And we're surprised. Shocker. There you go. Wow. That is what passes his news. One little bit of other news. You'll be amazed at this. Okay. Out of the state of California. Now, this is a story that I have heard previously. Okay. Texas Pete Hot Sauce. Oh, sorry. Whoa. See, it wasn't me this time. Is being sued by a man in California. Oh my goodness. Uh, because Texas Pete hot sauce is made in North Carolina. This man is suing the company because they have attempted to defraud him of $3. So he is suing for those $3 and for them to change their name. Now. Because it's false advertising? It's, yes, yes. Because they defrauded him by it actually being made in North Carolina, not in Texas. Or by a man named Pete, evidently. Pete? Pete. Hey, by the way. Happy, happy birthday, birthday, Pete. <laughs> oh, Florida Pete hot sauce. Oh, you gotta do it. There we go. Well, you gotta do it. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the capper. You and I sit here and we look at this and go, this is foolishness. Oh, absolute foolishness. I suspect that the vast majority of our listeners out there in, 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 in the podcasting land are going, well, that's just foolishness. Yep. California judge has refused to reject the suit. What? Go forward with it, young man. Oh, my goodness. Can we just break that part of the country off the map, please? Oh, it would be lovely. We could just say Hey, it. Westboro Baptist Church, leave Hawaii alone. Go west. I wonder if they have a satellite church in um, California. I would imagine. They're kind of on the mega side of things. <laughs> so, anyhow. Mega stupid. One more other lawsuit news that I have heard about. Don't have the article, but I heard about it. Okay. Same situation, different company. People are suing Taco Bell. Opening up a lawsuit, class action lawsuit on Taco Bell for false advertisement. About what? Well, people are taking pictures of their food as they receive it and oh my posting goodness. it next to the food used in advertisements, yes. saying that they advertise up to 60% of the amount of beef that's supposed to be in their Crunchwrap Supremes and whatnot that isn't there because the thickness is just not the same as the pictures. And so they're suing for false advertisement because you say it's supposed to look like this and it doesn't. You're... You're eating at Taco Bell. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, this is where we're at, folks. There is step number one. This is where we're at. I didn't get to look like a picture. Mm. I did. Okay. Mm. All right. You know what? I have a solution to this. You could learn how to cook your own food. Make your own crunch wraps. And cream. make it look like that. Uh-huh. Or is that beyond you? Probably. That's why they're eating at Taco Bell. <laughs> oh, my goodness. By the way, in case you were wondering, it is possible and quite good to make your own Crunchwrap Supremes. My eldest daughter, by the way, youngest daughter, Reagan, yep. turned 14 this past week. Yes. Eldest daughter, Kaya, will be 16 next weekend. Yep. <laughs> I think. Two weeks. 14th. August. Eight. Oh, Christmas. Okay, never mind. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, people suing. That's where we're at, man. That's where we're at. It's so unfortunate. Yeah. It's, but it's it's rampant. It's absolutely it's ludicrous. And just, just real quick with the food, uh, Jim Harbaugh is going to have to serve a four-game suspension. Okay. Football coach. What? Jim Harbaugh. Why? Well, let me tell you. They had recruits at their school. They served them a barbecue dinner, which was basically a hot dog and chips, um, from what I see. Just kind of foolish in and of itself. But there was a difficulty because Mr. Harbaugh got somebody a cheeseburger. And this, and the, the NCAA questioned him about it, and he was not completely forthcoming or honest about his answer. For buying a cheeseburger? For buying a cheeseburger. And so they're dinging him four games. For lying, not for buying the it's, cheeseburger. It's basically for lying, but it's, yeah, that's, if he hadn't, well, if in, he just said, yeah, they probably went, okay, no, you can't do that, but Jim, come the, on. In the age of the the name image likeness thing, NIL stuff, is buying a cheeseburger bad now? We're, well, we're are, pay, we, are we allowed to do that now? I think we're paying these young, young, young men many, many, many tens, hundreds of thousands uh-huh. of dollars to play football. But we're gonna, but because the kid says, oh, "I'm trying, can I just have a burger?" And the coach goes and gets him one, and so that's a problem. This is, I did. Yep. It's the end of, of the, the world, world as, as we, we know it, it. <laughs> and I don't feel good about it. Nope. All right, fun facts. <sighs> On to the decent. It was part. a short sigh. Okay, I'm vacillating. Just so you know, I'm really vacillating. You did what? I'm vacillating. You better explain what that means. I am waffling back and forth, forth and back, about whether to talk about cassowaries, which are great birds. Oh, yeah. Or river otters. Cassowaries. You want cassowaries? Cassowaries. Now, I think we've talked about cassowaries before. Yes, we have. They are aggressive territorial they will eat you dinosaur like birds oh yeah okay oh yeah um, the story not long ago of some woman that actually was trying to keep a cassowary in australia as a pet <laughs> that did not go well no nay, nay. for her, her or her little dog nay, nay. as i remember but here is the interesting and fun part of this cassowary eggs yes Neon yes. green. Yes. I did not know this until just recently. Yes. That is absolutely fascinating. No wonder they're aggressive. Everybody's after their eggs because they can see them in the middle of the night. For e- 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 educational purposes, Mr. Wilson, where do cassowaries hail from? 
I'm, I had always assumed Australia and or New Zealand. Uh-huh. Okay. Australia yeah. in particular. Yeah. yeah. But do you know the reasoning behind, because I did not read the whole article. Behind what? Behind the neon green eggs. It, it's just it part just of the, is. it's like robins having blue eggs. It's yeah. just, it's just it what just it is. is. Yeah. I didn't know if it was diet or, I, I don't. Know. I don't know that specific of it. I know that I, I did, uh, I, I have seen a cassowary up close and personal. Yeah. And they are frightened. They're terrifying. They're huge. That big old bony crest on their well, head. The, and the, the crazy part, like, okay, so like ostriches and emus are like, okay, yeah, they're big and scary, but like cassowaries have something different. It's like menacing something in their eyes. Mm -hmm. They they remind mm -hmm. me so much of velociraptors. Yeah, they kind of do. Because ostriches and emus, for the most part, like if they're irritated or they think you're threatening, they will post up and they get big and puffy and loud and they flap all their head, wave their mm -hmm. head, every, mm -hmm. and you know about it, right? Right. Cassowaries don't necessarily go all public about it. No. They will slowly stare you down and sort of just calmly walk up. Like, it, it very much reminds me of the scene in Jurassic Park where the velociraptors are surrounding... Uh, the dude and they're not running and going crazy they're just very calm and just slowly circling and then out of nowhere boom and like that's kind of what cassowaries do they let you get really close and then they eat you <laughs> and they have some seriously wicked feet yes that's the, the wicked giant feet. talons yes very velociraptor-esque yes so yeah I mean Y'all look up some stuff on cassowaries, man. It's They're fascinating. Very cool animals. Fascinating. Yeah. Incredibly cool. Fun fact, sir. My fun fact is educational in nature. So, do you remember, if you think way back? Oh, he asked the old guy to think way back. All the way back. How far? To 2011. <laughs> well, that was just yesterday. 2011, Tohaku Tsunami Okay. in Japan. Okay. Big tsunami happened mm -hmm. 2011, right? Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> around 300 feet uphill from the highest water level that was reached by the 2011 Tohaku Tsunami. Mm-hmm. Roughly 300 feet uphill from the, where that crested is a several centuries own old stone marker that reads, do not build your homes below this point. Isn't that spectacular? Obviously, not the first time a tsunami has happened there. Yep. To the point where back in the day when all they have was stone tablets and carvings, somebody thought it'd be a good idea to stick a rock yeah. up on the hill and said, don't go below this line. This is where the water comes to. Because Babu-san kept building his house down there uh -huh. every time. Yeah, because real estate was cheap. Sure. And it's like, come on. And you look at that and you go, how fascinating is that? Mm -hmm. That however many centuries ago, someone carved on a stone and stuck it on a hill as a warning yeah. to say... Don't don't do that. Bad mm -hmm. idea. Been mm -hmm. been there, done that. Mm -hmm. And yet you have millions, millions of people 
living below that line. Yes, ignoring the rock. Yeah, sure, because, well, how often does a tsunami happen? Obviously, often enough that somebody had to put a sign on the hill. Yeah. I just find it fascinating. I think so, too. And yet we ignore the warnings. It's crazy. Craziness. <laughs> tsunami. I, there was an eight-year-old girl, and I don't know which tsunami, whether it was the one in Thailand, the Phuket, or the one in Japan. But she had learned in school and a couple weeks prior to going on vacation with her family um, the warning signs of a tsunami. Uh-huh. And so she was at the beach with her family, and she saw the rip, and she saw the water pull back. Um, and she started hollering and warning people, and I guess saved the lives of hundreds of people because two weeks earlier she'd learned it in school. That's pretty cool. That is really neat. I, and I think it was one of the Japanese tsunamis because there have been more than one. Oh, yeah, yeah. obviously. Yeah. They got signs on the mountaintops. Yeah. <laughs> live up here. Don't live down, down there. there. <laughs> no go zone. So, yeah, if you're ever at the beach and the water starts uh, running away from you back oh. out to the ocean, get. Get out of Just there. Just go, 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 go. Doesn't matter where. You get away from water. Yeah. Far, far away. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, I have another fun fact. Oh, please do. I, for, I saved this and I forgot about it. Okay. I saved it because it made me think of you. I can relate. Baseball. Because you forgot? Oh, no. Go ahead. Baseball. Fun okay. fact. I like baseball. In the major leagues, MLB, mm-hmm. playing just one day qualifies the player for lifetime health care. Being on the active roster for only 43 days qualifies them for a minimum of a $34,000 annual pension. Yes. How crazy is that? Isn't that amazing, the amount of money? How crazy is that? Well, the Mets can afford to pay Bobby Bonilla, what, three or four million dollars a year? He hasn't played in 10. (laughs) Mets. Old Bobby Bo. (laughs) Oh, God, I hate the Mets so much. Um... (laughs) Interesting fun fact in the comments of that fun fact. Yes. From the comments section, back Mm -hmm. to Australia we go. Someone comments, Australian citizens receive free lifetime health care and roughly that amount as an age pension once they reach 67 years old, unless unless they're a self-funded retiree. Well, how about that? They don't even have to play baseball, just live in Australia. Mm. Okay. Now, I've heard things. I, I, I have, in the last year or so, met a guy who travels to Australia frequently. He is originally from there. And he was describing how things really, truly I kind of are a mess, though, I, in Australia. I have heard that as well. And uh, he was bemoaning the fact that the land of his, his homeland had gone to a direction that was just not pleasing to him at all. Yeah, he, he saw their falling economically and societally, all sorts of things. So, yeah, but, um, well, can I go to Britain, commit a crime, and be transported so I can get free health care? And <laughs> is that still a thing? Do they still do that? No. <laughs> no? Oh, no. okay. 
Oh no, the desolate wasteland of Australia is no longer a uh, used as a as a, as an imprisonment. Now it's an exotic destination. There'll be no mistreating the abos. Bruce here's in charge of the sheep dip this term. <laughs> <laughs> and Hegelian philosophy. <laughs> You okay over there? Oh, today's turn. It's Liam to go get the eggs. <laughs> Don't pick the neon green ones, boy. Oh, no, those are the ones we're after. <laughs> but today it's Liam's turn. You get one shot, boy. <laughs> Don't come back without them eggs. <laughs> you gotta be fast. Like a marsupial. <laughs> Frankenstein doesn't skim. The key is you gotta not look them in the eyes. You gotta be fast like a marsupial. Welcome to the walk-in cooler. <laughs> Ooh, how 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 about that? For a podcast, secondary podcast, call it the walk-in cooler. Oh, that'd be great! Everything has to be done. Well, no, it's all Christopher Walken references. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Everything, it, it's everything's Christopher Walken themed all Wait. day. Oh yeah, we have to learn to dance. <laughs> Give me a mop, baby. <laughs> there we go. Check uh, out my weapon, my weapon of choice. Anyway, um. So there are people that are going, what? Uh, <laughs> hello? <laughs> hello? It's, Is this thing on? It's finally happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've went all the way off their rocker. <laughs> <laughs> Don't build houses with flat porches anymore, so you can't sit on your rocker and talk. Uh, that's so what's wrong. We were saying on the drive here. Yeah, that's what's wrong with society. Nobody sits on front porches anymore. That's why we have to annoy you with us talking <laughs> as though this were our front this porch. This is our front porch, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh, front porch podcast. Uh, yeah. Front porch productions. Mm. Um. That's it. I got no more fun. I am out of fun. You need to understand it. There's a limit to my fun. I'm old. I do not have as much time for fun as you youngsters do. <laughs> I disagree. You have an exorbitant more amount of time than young folks. Yes, it's just not as much fun time. That's all. <laughs> it's just doesn't. It's just not fun anymore. Oh well. All right. That's it for fun facts. Yay. All right. He hit the button. It lit up, and it did not make a sound. I am truly disturbed smack it around i just wondered if it had a tick or something that why don't you uh, roll through your text messages and find the little thingy dingy that i sent you whilst i label these buttons and well, get us prepared okay well if, if if i have to roll back that far it's not that far a couple of inches worth it, of was, it, was it just between you and me or was this in a group i don't know okay so now he's gonna you know it's gonna make <laughs> me work for it Oh, there's the dead report button. There's a picture of Dale Murphy, Bobby Cox, yeah. Phil Negro. It's a picture of Jacob whittling. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, there's a picture of Japanese milk bread. Japanese milk bread? Yes. 
I made Japanese milk bread. It's quite good. I did not eat any of it. I did have some of the good chicken. Yeah, I didn't give you any bread. I was wrong with it. Well, I probably shouldn't eat it anyway. I'm done labeling the buttons. Okay, well, that didn't take long. Wow. By the way, if you're going to make uh, pesto... This pesto? Pesto this summer. Mm -hmm. I strongly recommend the use of pistachio nuts over pine nuts. You had said that pistachio uh, pesto was a thing. Phenomenally good. I am still trying to find it. I am scrolling. It's it's just above the pesto. You think? Yeah, I just found it. Took me all of two seconds. Well, I'm old. Shut up. <laughs> I mistakenly told a cessationist once I, to love his wife like Christ loves the church. They haven't spoken since. <laughs> okay. It should be right above that. It should be attached almost to that. Okay, pictures, pictures. See? See? I know that picture. It's right above that. Yeah, that's almost like it's attached to it. <sighs> hey, I'm old. Technology. Give me a break. <laughs> Give me a break here. All right. I'm scrolling here. I'm scrolling here. <laughs> Get out of the way. Get out of the line. <laughs> What do you want? Top to bottom, left to right, right to left? <laughs> Alphabetically, <laughs> give me a blindfold. I'll recite it backwards. John Panett, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if you don't know who John Panett is, you ain't lived. Go find it. YouTube it. Absolutely. It's funny. I fantastic. I do ups. I don't do ups. I do downs. Mm -hmm. um, all right. So tonight, I thought I came across this. Uh, I don't even know what to call it. It's not quite a meme. It's just uh, it's a little photograph with some writing on it. Um, I thought it would be interesting to discuss the contents of said photograph. I think so, too. I sent it to you a while back. Um, talking about deconstruction of faith. Now, that's a thing that's become popular to be talked about in the last year or so, a couple of years. Define that. Well, it can be different. Um, I'm not sure that I totally understand all of it to in, in order to describe it, to break it down. When you see something that says a deconstructed faith. For me, I think of like deconstructed tacos. Yeah, I do too. Right, like food. All, like pulling all the pieces and parts out and laying them separately. Mm -hmm. So you can see all the components of what it is you're going to yep. consume. Sure. Um, and so... When I apply that to the, the concept of the deconstruction of faith, to me, it doesn't sound like a, a tearing down of in order to get rid of. It just seems like a different viewpoint on something. What's, well, yeah, I, I don't think we automatically have to go, oh, that sounds bad. Do you? But well, I think for a lot of people, that's what it is. The deconstruction of faith is is tearing it apart so that I can walk away from it. It can become that. Yeah. Um, Ralph Waldo Emerson. Okay. Um, an unexamined life is not worth living. At least I think it was Emerson. But yeah. Okay. I, 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 do you not? Mm. Here we go. 
I just Googled Go it. Go ahead. So according to Google, faith deconstruction, okay? Also known as deconstructing faith. <laughs> just rearrange the words. It's still the same thing. <sighs> Defaith. Evangelical deconstruction and the, the deconstruction movement, or simply deconstruction, is a phenomenon within American evangelicalism. <laughs> phenomenon. In which Christians rethink their faith and jettison previously held beliefs, sometimes to the point of no longer identifying as a Christian. Well, what yes. does the word jettison mean? Cast overboard. Throw away? Throw away, because... You feel like it's holding you back or slowing your journey. Okay. A ship in a chase if it wants to get ahead of the chase ship. Yeah. Or jettison its cannons. Uh, another way to put it here, I found this comes from uh, firebrandmag.com. Um, says, uh, as the term often used today, deconstruction is something different. It is a process whereby Christians, usually an evangelical, gives up the set of traditional beliefs that he or she once held. At times, the deconstruction, deconstruction, deconstructees, sorry, uh, describe their former beliefs as untenable or unethical. Well, there are a lot of ways that can function. Well, and that's kind of what this here little thingy is about here. It's but I thought it was important to kind of set up what we were talking about. We talked about deconstruction. Absol of faith. Absolutely. Because it's not simply a walking away of. It's not just a, I don't want to do this anymore. Oh, completely. Yeah. yeah. Well, well it, it can be. But, but what I'm saying is it's not just, it's different. From my understanding and looking at it, it's different than just deciding, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to go do what I want to do, period. Walk away. Right. There's no deconstruction in that. It's no, just walking away. That's refusal. Deconstruction that's of faith is where you literally think yourself out of faith. You pick it apart so much so that you go, oh, well, now I found the problem. That's why I don't want to do this anymore. Well, there, there, there are a couple of things. There was a phrase a long time ago in the 70s. Okay. Um, uh, talking about cafeteria Christians. Christians who would walk up to the line of the cafeteria and they would only select the things that they wanted to consume. Sure. Okay. Um, it was... It was a big thing in the Catholic Church for a while because there were several things that the Catholic Church was teaching that people were not agreeing with. Um, and so they would pick and choose. Um, now the Catholic Church in a lot of places in response to that became <laughs> a cafeteria. Beca became a cafeteria. <laughs> sure. Well, you don't have to oh, believe that. Oh, that's what you want to eat? Can... We'll serve that for you. Yes. And uh, what if you don't want to? Well, it's not really important. Don't worry about that part. Let's, sure. you know. But... It causes, that's one side of it, is picking out the good stuff that I like and calling that my, I hesitate to say walk with God, but that's, that's my religion, that's my faith, because I'm picking out the things that I like. It's a real danger. But, yeah. 
a la carte. <laughs> yeah, but the other side of it is is no better, okay? Mm. But people who cast things off, who jettison, who, who get rid of particular beliefs or obediences or any number of things because it doesn't fit with what they want out of their life. That's where I, to me, being an old guy who has learned the danger of living my own life, you know, wanting that, um, you, you, you can't just pick the things that make you happy or make you feel good. Sure. What if your football coach, now that we're in August, told his players, well, okay, well, you don't have to do up-downs. You don't have to do whatever. You don't have to do this particular drill because I know it makes you tired and, 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 and it's okay. You'll be okay. Don't worry about it. I just want you to be part of the team. I mean, the team would lose. Uh, yeah, and frequently do. Um, so, I, I want to point something out here. I'm gonna I'm gonna dive into this little picture. Okay. In the top left hand corner mm-hmm. of this picture, mm-hmm. there is a username from the channel that created this. Mm-hmm. That's not. Uh, important the important part is that these people have inserted into this picture a big arrow swooping up to their name on the other end of that arrow it says faith transition coaches people who are here they exist to help you transition out of your faith when you're ready to walk away Of course, transition in the modern world is a highly loaded oh, yeah. word. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, on the right-hand side of this picture, there's a quote. It says, for many people, deconstruction is not about submitting to God. It's about choosing to be your own God. Absolutely. Is there a difference? Difference between what? Submitting, not submitting to God versus choosing to be your own God. Isn't that the same thing or is it not? One leads to the other. Okay. There are moments when we do not submit. Sure. And in those moments, we are likely choosing what makes us happy. Sure. We're likely choosing to be our own God of sorts. Uh Uh-huh. Even, even though we believe in God, even though we love God and are grateful for what God has did, what Jesus did, we still are going to fight against that. I don't want to leave people with the impression that those momentary Oopsies, uh-huh. and that's a, that's a soft word. Uh-huh. Our failures, uh-huh. our lack of obedience or uh-huh. submission is a damning thing. But boy, it needs to shine the light on why and where you're not once you recognize it. I love it when I tee one up and he knocks it out the park. Yeah, well, there, there are moments when we don't submit to God, right? We all right. have those. We right. have areas in our life. Some of us have full-on areas where we're just 
don't submit. Right. Like refuse. Yeah. Right. But but it's still not actively choosing to be our own God. It might be that you're actively choosing to still have control of your life in that one part that you won't want to give up to God. Yep. But it's not an all out, I'm going to be in charge now. It's a, I, I don't want to let go of that part yet. <laughs> right? There's mm-hmm. a difference. There is a difference. There's right? an absolute difference. Sure. Because we're, we're flesh. Right. I teed that up. You hit it out the park. Good job. Thank you. Um, even feel it. It must have gone on the sweet spot. I like all the notes around this. So the quote yeah. that's in the center of this. Yes. Okay, I want to, yeah. Reads this. this. is a quote from someone. It says, When others tell me that the reason that I left the church was simply because I really didn't know the one true God, the truth is, I did know him. The problem was that in order for me to keep believing in him, I had to keep abandoning myself. So instead, I chose me for the first time. Now, to put that into perspective, there's another note at the very bottom of this. There's an arrow going up to that word me in that sentence, and it's circled. Down here it says, by the way, Adam and Eve did the same thing. Yes, they did. Um, for a lot of people, um, I think people, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's hard to lump. But a lot of people that I have spoken to, I guess I'll put it like that, um, experience this in one form or another. That they they get to a point in their life where they've they've been serving God, they've been they know God, they've walked with God, and they get to the point where they're just like, I know that serving God means it can't be about me, mm-hmm. but I really want it to be about me. Right. So I'm gonna go do me. I don't feel like I'm getting getting anything out of this. Sure. It, it is. What a great line. I had to, in order to keep believing in him, I had to keep abandoning myself. And you absolutely do. That's, that's, that, that is the essence of it. That is what it's about. And people get weary. Oh, absolutely. And, and they get to a point where they're like, I'm done with it. And... I don't know. I don't. I don't want to sound condemning in this. Yeah, but, it's very easy. But but because I've I've known many people, and I've almost been there myself I, me several too. times. Me too. And, and and you get to a point where you're like, my goodness. I mean, it it does wear on you. It can wear on you. But you have to understand that if you find yourself in a place where you say. I'm done abandoning myself. I'm going to pick me now. That is a great glaring indicator of where your eyes and your heart and your desires are. It's it's so critical to be to be to, to be so honest with yourself and aware of these things though because you can have that 
intellectual discussion in yourself and convince yourself that it's the godly thing to do. Oh, I must be right. And not because it, just because it makes me comfortable. There is, there is a setting up of our own thought process to the point where I have to do this because no one else will. I can't depend on other people. I can't trust other people. Which translates ultimately into I can't depend on God. Right. I can't trust God. I don't understand God or what he's doing. Sure. And you have to admit that you're not going to. If the understanding is part of your comfort, then there is a problem there. That's where the problem lies. And yeah. Hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead. Because you, you got to do it now. And fix it. Your, your need to understand. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> Sorry. Um, Adam and Eve needed to know. Eve needed to know. Now, how she got there, deception, whatever. But ultimately, it came down to, I choose me. I need to know. Yeah. I have to be able to understand. That's ultimately what it came down to. And so understand the gravity of what can come from you relenting to your understanding, mm-hmm. gratifying that need to understand. I refuse to move forward until I understand. As a matter of fact, I'm going to go all the way away yes. so that I can go understand. And, so, the, and the problem is is that the deception's still there. Right. You, 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 you do not gain any understanding because you have removed yourself and put yourself somewhere else that you can't understand. Mm-hmm. It, let, I had a conversation with someone recently. And, and this is going to kind of walk halfway around the barn and then I'm going to peek in the window. Okay. Uh, this person said, well, my relationship with God isn't going to look like your relationship with God. True. Show enough. Really? Yes. But isn't God God? Doesn't he love us all the same? Yes, he does. So why do I get to pick and choose how I love in response to God? Well, you don't. Mm. Am I so concerned about my relationship with God that I lose track of the fact that God loves completely and entirely every person and if my relationship with God says I don't need to deal with you person aren't I falling uh, falling off where I perhaps ought to be 
Let me join you around behind the barn. Okay, here we go. I knew I could get him back here. Uh, my relationship with God is not going to look like your relationship with God. That is true. That does not mean that God changes. Mm-hmm. Um, what it means is that you and I are different, unique creatures. Therefore, we have different and unique requirements when it comes to relational needs between us and God. Okay. Why do you have a scrunchy face? I have a scrunchy face because is God going to treat you differently than me? I believe so. Not that. Let, let me, yeah, let me draw ahead. lines around that. All mm-hmm. right. Here's why I say that. Not that he's going to change the rules. Right. Not that he's going to alter what it means, what needs to be done, the requirements, however you want to put, whatever labels you want to put on that, right? For a blanket statement, for lack of a better words, if you can think of anything better, throw it in there. But he's not going to change the rules, the outline, what it looks like. The difference comes in the personal interaction, okay? Because I, I wholeheartedly believe personality-wise, and the way that we process, okay, you process differently than I process, Mm -hmm. and I think God will condescend to each of us and present himself in the manner in which he needs to for us doesn't change the end goal, doesn't change the rules, doesn't change, might not even change the outcome. All it does is change, it puts us in a position to receive and to un- to understand, maybe, but more so so that we, it's like when I take my boys, if I take all four of my children to the river to go fishing, and I have done this, God help my soul, and all four of my children are standing around me in the middle of the river, you got to understand the goal is the same for all four children my interaction with them all is going to be different because each of them has a different understanding, a different relationship with me on the water. Because my nine-year-old doesn't know and doesn't have the same knowledge that my 12-year-old does, that my 16-year-old does, right? And so I'm going to present things a little different so that he can come along with me, mm-hmm. so that there's not as much difficulty. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I presented things the same way I do to the 16-year-old, there's a high likelihood that he's going to look at me sideways and go, huh? Right? Does that make sense? Am I making sense? It, it does. Does your love for your children change? Oh, certainly not. There we go. No, no, no. No, like I said, the lines don't change. The end goal doesn't change. It is the individual one-on-one interactional experience that I think has to be unique to each person. God's love does not change. No. It is perfect. Yes. What we... (laughs) It's my perception of God's love. Okay. That 
makes me feel different from you. Interesting. I've always looked at it and viewed it as... Is is our goal not to love as... A difference of delivery. Well, yeah. But my perception of the perfection of God's love is what causes me to think about it differently rather than just accept now we're talking about perfection here okay rather than just accept be grateful and have his love just pass through me not filtering it because of my perceptions how do you love the person you can't stand or that grates on your nerves if you have to refine it in your perception of that person? That is not the perfect love of God. Now we are never going to have we are never going to be able in our fleshly bodies to to, to know precisely what to do to express that perfect love of God without him. If we're simply the vessel through which that perfect perfect love flows, then we don't have to worry about our perception of it. Hmm. What I try to do, and I fail, is to completely remove myself from the equation and only do what he has told me to do, believing that he will give me the provision to do it. And the provision is simply love without any other faulty role that I tack onto it even in order to grab onto it. I'm not talking about Nirvana. I'm not talking about... Horrible band. Kurt Cobain or anything, but they had a great drummer. But... Indeed. I'm talking about our... When we're done with this fleshly body, what are we going to be like? Are we going to live forever? Are we going to be able to experience the perfect love of God in its perfect form? Yeah. Without ourselves in the way? Yeah. The kingdom of God is at hand. If I can, as much as possible, remove myself, which is why thinking less of myself than others, not thinking of myself more highly than I ought or more often than I ought, am I trying to align myself with his perfection, knowing I can never attain that goal, except that Jesus has already made that possible. I just have to get past my flesh. Which removes it from my relationship with God to God's relationship with other people through me. Doesn't mean I give up. Doesn't mean I just, you know, 
lay there like a garden hose on a warm day. Weird. I only, Jesus said, he only did the will of his father. Yep. That's it. He didn't need to understand. At times, I don't think he understood. God, is there any way? Is there any way we can do this differently? Hmm. Oh, he's thinking. He's thinking. Here's, here's the point. Once we start determining, picking out or adding to the things that we think we need in our relationship with God, we are automatically in including ourselves in the discussion. of what God is trying to do. Oh, I understand. Is it okay to go, God, I have no clue what you're doing. None. But if you say, go do that, that's what I'm gonna do. I don't have the right to determine what my life should look like. If I just stepped on toes, I'm sorry. I don't get to chase my happy just because I think it. I don't have to chase it because God is going to pass that through me. And it's going to be way different than anything I could ever imagine. He went right now. He's looking for a hole in that. And there, there are. No. But no. understand that what I'm saying is... I'm still thinking about five minutes ago. That's okay. That's perfection. That would be perfection. And that's what we will have eventually. And right now we're in the way. But my only hope is to not start picking and choosing the parts of me outside of what God is going to do. I can't deconstruct God, so why am I worrying about deconstructing my faith? Because it's dangerous ground. To me, it's very dangerous ground. Well, sure. <clears throat> it all boils down to it can't be about you. Right. Um, and that's where this whole idea of deconstruction comes from, right? It's, it's trying to pull the, all the parts out to find what's in the middle. Ultimately... <clears throat> The question becomes, why? Why are you doing that? Yeah. Why do you need to know what's in the middle? Don't you already know what the middle is? Right. What are you looking for? Mm -hmm. By taking apart the taco and pulling all the ingredients out, what are you looking for? Well, if you take it all apart, then you can never experience the taco. You'll experience the meat or the lettuce or the tomato or the salsa or the, the pepper or the olive or whatever it is you, that you have. I know. I know. I just I just wanted to get you to sideways for a minute. Or, or the tortilla, whether it's flour or whether it's corn. You never get to experience the perfect bite. The taco.
<laughs> okay, there's like three people that are just replaying that over and over <laughs> and over again. <clears throat> My encouragement in this is that that's where our eyes go. Not worrying about what something has done sideways in the church or what some person in the church has done sideways or what we think is sideways. Love does not delight in evil. Love is love delights what in is delights in good. The evil is just there. Love goes past it to the good. I'm still stewing. I know. I was, I was hoping you could stew verbally. Not quite there yet. Okay. Is it possible for us to love God like that? Love God like what? Just accepting his perfect love and being a reflection of that love. Is it possible? Sure. Okay. Why do we not? Why is it, why is it not always possible? Because of us. Because we put ourselves in it. Yeah, sure. And we want to we wanna figure out, we want to peek inside the taco and look at all the different parts. So we know what the flavor is going to be as soon as we bite into it. Sure. As opposed to just going, oh, a taco. Do I have to make sure you like Mexican food before I give you a taco? I hope not. I love tacos. <laughs> I love Mexican food in general. Do I have to make uh, sure you like Indian food before I give you Indian food? Uh, I want you to experience some of it. Sure. Oh, people are going to talk. Just would someone say something. <laughs> I'm allowing room for rumination. Do you disagree or agree? Oh, I agree. Totally agree. But there's some dis there's some uh in there. Not necessarily with what you were saying. When we go back to the the deconstructing our faith, we're when we We're trying to deconstruct our perception of each individual part of it. And what it leads to is rejection of some parts. Because for some reason or other, our perception either doesn't understand it, can't, or doesn't like it. I guess there's a part of me that looks at it and goes, it's less about perception Mm -hmm. or understanding mm -hmm. more about 
experience. Experience with of, all the positive of whatever ingredient you got. Yeah, of whatever. So yeah, the sandwich so, is. I guess the thing I've been sitting here rolling over in my head is this. Okay. Here we go. So and I, and I don't know, I don't even know how to verbalize what I'm trying to say. So I guess I'll just flop around with it. Hope I don't offend anyone or confuse anyone. So we go all the way back to like ten minutes ago. We were talking about, is your relationship with God different than my relationship with mm-hmm. God, right? Now, operationally, no. Should not be. Okay? Mm-hmm. I think what happens is, at least on my end, what happens is we catch a bite of the taco that has a different ingredient in it than what we were expecting because you know we've been eating tacos for so long we understand what tacos are supposed to taste like right 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 and it's not so much about perception as it is about expectation of experience or even mid experience right it's well, I've been eating tacos from the same taco stand since I discovered tacos. Mm -hmm. I.e., in case you're not following the analogy, I've had my walk with God since I got saved. This is how God works with me. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, I taste an ingredient or experience something in my life that I'm like, whoa, that's not supposed to be in the taco. What's going on there? And it's not even it's not even that I perceive that there's a funny flavor. It's that it causes an experience. I am experiencing something different or that I don't like inside of this relationship. That's is different, fair to say? Sure. Different, yeah. unpleasant. Whatever, that's where the perception thing is. We start deciding things about the experience. Different doesn't have to mean unpleasant. Sure, sure. But most of the time it is when you have an expectation. It can be. If you have an expectation and that expectation, expectation, if I can say words, is not met, that's usually an unpleasant thing. Hmm. I don't think I've ever met anybody who had their expectations missed or undelivered and they were happy about it. That's interesting. Because I go, huh? Why? Sometimes I do. I go, oh, that's way different. Why? Sure. Because in me, Uh there is a constant, what am I missing? What am I missing? What Uh am I missing? Uh Uh-huh. And I have to overcome that for the experience. Uh If, If I go to the taco man, and I say, I want an authentic Mexican taco. Mm-hmm. I really want an authentic Mexican taco. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've been ordering the number one all this time, uh-huh. which is basically Tex-Mex. <laughs> it's good, it's a taco. Uh-huh. And it's from the taco man. Sure. And he goes, okay, here is an authentic taco from where I grew up. Uh-huh. And that has 
a flavor in it that's completely different and unexpected. Uh-huh. And you go, you start. And he goes, hey, you know what that is? And I go, I have no idea. I've never tasted that before. Uh-huh. I've never had that. And he goes, that's tongue. Yeah. Well, I grew up, that's, tacos were made like that. Uh-huh. Frequently. And you go, huh. Now, some people would go, ooh, 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 ooh. I don't okay. like the sound of that. I don't like the feel of that. I don't like the taste of that. Okay. So, so, case in point, here is where the rub happens in my brain. Okay. That analogy is why I say the difference in our relationship with God. Because, same scenario, I get the taco, and I go, bruh, this is not a taco. <laughs> Give me the taco that you always give me. Yeah. Why are you changing things? This is not what this is supposed oh, to be. Oh, because I asked for something authentic. I asked for something more. Correct. I look at it and go, I come from going, I'm not asking for anything different. I just want to, I want this. This is what we have. This is our thing. Mm -hmm. Why are you changing it up? It's never a good thing. You're going to ruin it. Henceforth, this is why I say it has to be different. Okay. Not, not, that, not that it's one's wrong or one's right, but I'm saying the uniqueness of people, right? Right. And, and so, because my, totally, my attitude and, and my arrogance and expectation in that situation would go, really? Where's my taco? <laughs> That's so funny because I would be going like, oh, whoa, dude, now, different. Now, in real life, you hand me a beef tongue taco and I will kiss you because that is the best taco. I know. But anyway, um, but no, I look at it and go, okay, so my entire relationship with God, right? My whole time I've been walking with God, this is how you interact with me. This is our thing. This is where I come to meet you. This is how I experience you. You've never changed that. Why are you changing it now? I immediately, and this is, I've been through this. This is how I know so much we about it. We all have. I have right? too. <laughs> this is, this is I, I totally wrestled with this in my early 20s, right? There was, there was a shift in my, there, there was a shift in my relationship with God. It was growth, totally growth, right? But to me, it was a, a negative experience because why are you changing? And it goes back to what we were talking about on the, on the way here, right? Maybe it wasn't even on the way here. Maybe we got here. I don't know. We were talking about you don't trust God because blah, 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 right? You don't. And all of those things I went through where I'm going, hold on. Why are you doing that? And I immediately... My, me, I'm talking about me, Chris, my perception immediately goes, what are you doing? What's wrong? When in reality, from your point of view, why does something have to be wrong? It's different. Doesn't make it wrong. I look at it and go, oh no, it's wrong. What changed? If something changed, if our relationship is changing, it's probably going to end bad.
when I express that thing about, when, when I talk about I am concerned, am I going to miss something? Uh-huh. That goes bad for me uh-huh. in the place that, okay, what did I do wrong? <laughs> did I eat it from the wrong end? <laughs> Did right. I not put something on it that I was supposed to have on it? What right. did I do wrong? Did, what did I, I forget do something? Right. And it's not that there is something wrong with the taco. It's it's what did I do wrong? That's the negative part. Uh-huh. And I do that in a million different ways. Sure. Rather than just accepting that something's different. Sure. And and seeing it with an, with an open mind. As soon as I start closing my mind off to what yeah, yeah, did yeah. I do, yeah, yeah. then God goes, oh, you dummy, that was authentic. Yeah, yeah, what are you doing? Like worship. Same, yeah, for sure, same. And, and, I, and that's, you know what, that is, that is perfect. That is perfect because I'm at a place now where I go, huh, something's different. Okay, what's up? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's all it is. It's a, okay, I am more alert now. Something is different. What's going on? Right? Mm-hmm. The fact that I noticed is amazing. <laughs> okay? <laughs> and right. I, I, I truly, looking back on it now, I truly look at it and go, I really think that God drugged me through that. Please. So that today I will go, huh? What's that? You know what I mean? I do. Because beforehand, I just keep plowing. Me too. Because I'm going to get my taco. You know that I am the head down, unaware <laughs> of everything around me guy. And and so this whole deconstruction thing, right? It 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 got my blood pumping because I remember trying to. Okay, so you can't. You can't fix a cut with more cuts. No. Okay. You can't fix your selfishness problem with more inwardly focused things. Right. Okay. This whole thing that we're talking about is just... At its very core, peel all the onion layers back. It's very, 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 mm-hmm. very center of it. Mm-hmm. It's selfishness. Mm-hmm. It's about me. It's 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 inward thinking, inward focus. That's inward, a good way to put it. It's it's all about me. Right. You can't fix that by looking at me. Yes. You can't, and, and that's that's what people do though. That that's where and that's where I was at. Was I went. Because what happens is there's a different flavor in the taco. So there must be something wrong. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to rip the taco apart mm-hmm. and find the thing that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Newsflash, the thing that's wrong is you. Mm-hmm. It's never God. Mm-hmm. Okay? So what happens is you start taking apart all the ingredients and you lay them all out in front of you and you start going to say, okay, that's normal, that's normal, that's good, that's good, that's good, that's good. The thing that you find wrong is you. And now we're back to me. And so then, okay, fine, I'll remove me. That's how you end up down this road. Yes. 
And now the example that we read was kind of the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. It's a, you're not about me, so I'm going to be about me. Oh, absolutely. Right? And there is a little bit of that in there. Once you open up the taco and you find there's no you in it. Oh, there's no you in taco. Yeah, there's no you inside the taco. And you go, well, what the heck? And you have now spent all this time looking at all the ingredients in the taco rather than just enjoying the taco. That's right. And all of a sudden you go, you know what? Fine. I'm on empanadas now. That's right. <laughs> and then, and then, and the, and this is, this is the other side of this whole thing with this whole deconstruction of faith movement thing that's happening in our country. Then you go find yourself a whole new group of friends that you can go talk about your deconstruction of your faith and commiserate together Oof. because you've all had the same experience, right? Yeah. Because, oh, yeah, brother. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I remember all the, yeah, all these people talking about you have to deny yourself all the time and it can't, blah, blah, blah. Nah, man. You, you got to look out for you. It's all, if you don't look out for you, ain't nobody else going yeah, to. Here, have an empanada. Right. Come eat at my empanada cart. Like, you know what? Let's start our own empanada, empanada cart. cart. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? And, and it's like, holy crap. And, and really, what it all boils down to is there is no you inside the taco. There can't be. And there's never going to be. The reason your taco tastes funny is because you keep trying to put you in it. Exactly. Yeah. So don't be getting upset about the fact that your taco tastes funny. I, one of two things is happening. Either God is trying to show you a different kind of taco mm-hmm. or you keep putting stuff in there that doesn't belong there. Mm-hmm. I, 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 oh, there is such a thought that I don't have the words <laughs> for. And it's Welcome like, to my life. I, I cannot. Ex- I can't. <laughs> Welcome to my life. I have all these thoughts, and they almost make sense. And I really need to communicate them, but I can't seem to put them together. <laughs> I know what I want to say. I don't know what to say. Anyway, do you walk away from tacos for a while? Because well, that the last few taco just wasn't so. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna have tacos for a while. Or do you just go? Hmm. You know what? The last time I ate a taco, I ended up throwing up for three days. So I'm gonna stay away all the way. Away oh, from I brought those. up a great topic. Then I like the, I like the analogy now. No, I, that, no, that was part of the analogy. <laughs> right? Was that? It, yeah. Is that? Oh, that, okay. I thought oh, you were talking yeah. oh, about. Oh no, I'm experience. jumping in on you the analogy. Throw, you throw up all the time, so I can't I do tell. throw up all the time. <laughs> uh, but no, that that's yeah, yeah. Play, playing into that analogy. Yes, uh, talking about why people walk away from God, right? Uh, you know what? The last couple of times I ate tacos, it just didn't sit right with me. It didn't mm-hmm. mess my stomach up. I didn't agree with me. Oh, my goodness. There you go. Well, it's not supposed to. <laughs> Newsflash, it's not supposed to. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I love I love this thing that they put in here. For many people, deconstruction isn't, is not about submission to God. It's about choosing to be your own God. Yeah. You want to be in charge. Right. We want to be in charge. It's it's not about you understand 
submission, you understand, which is why you choose to not do it. Oh, well, no, it's not that you don't choose to submit. You submit, you choose to submit to something else, and generally that's yourself or what you want. Sure. Or what you think. Sure. I'm going to go get my empanadas. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want tacos anymore. I'm done mm-hmm. with tacos. Mm-hmm. They've hurt me. Yeah. I'm tired of getting heartburn from tacos. Yeah. I'm going to empanadas now. Yeah. And what you find out rolling down the road is that the problem isn't with the food. Oh, Whew. Oh, go, go, go. The oh. problem <laughs> is... A is all for Jesus. The problem is not what you're consuming. Yeah. The problem is that you have an internal issue with the what processing you, of what you're yeah. intaking. And you find out over time that no matter what you try to put in that hole, no matter what mm-hmm. you shove in your gullet, mm-hmm. it's going to mess with you. Mm-hmm. As I said before, the problem is not with God. It's never with God. Just saying. And you don't get to determine what the one or the true or the God is. There is one true God. And you don't get to determine any single part of that. There is one true taco. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get to decide what the ingredients are. <laughs> wow. Okay. I don't know if anybody else has a headache, but I got one. <laughs> How did we end up with tacos as an analogy? It's a beautiful thing. It's the glory of the Lord. Oh, well, I hope no one's confused. Well, they probably are. And it's okay if you're confused because this... I got to express some things that come out of my whole life. Every moment from when I was young to old. Yeah, for sure. And now that I look back as an old. As an old? As an old. I'm one of those olds. (laughs) I'm an old. They don't even make them anymore. (laughs) That's how olds it is. And now as I look back on it, I I go, oh, my goodness gracious. I did so much picking and choosing, and I did so much rejecting that I need to just sit tight and just understand what God's love is. That's it. Point being this, okay, back to the taco analogy. If you simply come to the table ready to eat the taco that's put in front of you don't worry about nothing else Mm -hmm. enjoy the taco don't worry about what's in the taco Mm -hmm. just enjoy it and don't run around telling other people how you didn't enjoy that week's taco because it just didn't sit right with you again if it didn't sit right with you the you in that problem is the problem Refer back to season one, episode perhaps five or six, where we talked about complaining. <laughs> Listen, anytime you find yourself considering the ingredients inside of the taco, warning, you have a problem. 
Because what happens is, it's what Mike was talking about earlier. What happens is you open the taco, you start considering the ingredients, you start determining things about the ingredients, your experience that you're having with the ingredients. And you know what? I wonder what would happen if I just took this ingredient out of the taco. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe the problem is that I need to remove an ingredient from the taco or could be the other way around. Maybe if I open up this taco, take some of the ingredients out, consider them, determine some things about them and go, you know what? What if I replace that ingredient with something else? Or just add it to it. Because I know what the flavor is supposed to be. <laughs> Why, yes, I do. I'm just saying, this is how we treat God. And we wonder why we're unsatisfied. Mm. You want me to say it? I'll say it. <laughs> well, I was going to blanket statement. We wonder why so many people, so many people are just floating down the lazy river, peeing on themselves, toting a cooler. Of tacos. And think, well, and they think. And they think what? They think what? Go ahead. Go ahead. There are toes out there and you just step on them because I already did. And they got their little lanyard around their necks talking about how I I survived the weekend at the water park. Mm -hmm. Nah, bro. You're in a lazy river floating in a tube. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? Mm -hmm. You're not even in the water park. You're in the creek behind the water park, Mm -hmm. pretending that you're at the water park. (laughs) There's so many people in our country that show up to church week in and week out. They're just in in an inner tube floating by. No water park action. They haven't seen a slide in years because they determined that they don't like water slides. They don't like the amount of people or the kind of people, the smelly, stinky, dirty people at the water park in the pool. So you know what? I'm still gonna wear my lanyard because I go to the water park all the time. At least that's what the people in Kroger need to know when I see them. That's why I don't go to Kroger, because those kind of people go there. No. <laughs> Just saying. No, I know. Just yeah. saying. Yeah. We like to keep, we like to hang on to all of our concert tickets so that we can wave them around and go, man, look at all these concerts I've been to. Bro, please. Stop. Stop it. Stop it. There are lots of other people in line for the taco. Quit worrying about them. <sighs> Dude. Stop trying to pick it apart to understand it or to make sense of it or to get the freaking experience that you want out of it. Just eat it. While you sit on the sidelines and consider mm. how to st- and study books about tacos. Oh, and by the way, you sit over there studying all the books about tacos and you know everything about it, but you want to wag your finger at the folks sitting at the table eating. Yeah, and you actually don't want to go make one for them. Anyway, sorry. We do love you. We should probably end this we before really I get a little too violent. We really do love you. I'm about to get violent <laughs> up in here. <laughs> so get in line for the taco man, or for the taco man. Oh, either God. way. What have we done? I know. I just it just it's so deep. Oh. It's so thick. So there we go. <sighs> the whole idea is that God's love is perfect. He is willing to show you. He is 
desiring to show you how perfect his love is. His love is so perfect that it will cause you to love other people. <gasps> Goodness gracious, and we wouldn't want that to happen. So why don't you just listen to God and go find someone to bless. Love you, bye.